This is the Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast, covering sports on the shore with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mike. Ah, yes, episode 15, the marching band is here. Oh, what a weekend. If you were Maryland, Virginia Tech, Alabama, Easton, North Carolina, those football weekends sucked. So that's one way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. So, but hey, we're back, Mark and Mike. It's another edition of Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Thank you to them. And uh, we've got a show today. No guests today because we have a lot to talk about. And we're going to. Well, we always and, do every uh, yeah, every I, podcast. I yeah. We got to try and condense it to sixty to seventy-five minutes. You know. All right. But I will say. I'm going to put our emails out there early. Yeah. Mark at shoresportsmd.com. Mike at shoresportsmd.com. When we go places, we're hearing people tell us, and you know, me in particular, because I'm at the football games or whatever, man, I love listening to your podcast. Man, that, that conversation you had with Scott Abraham was great. Mm. We love hearing that kind of stuff. And if, if there's something you liked or you don't like, our emails are there for a reason. We're not getting any me emails. I mean, no, no love, no hate. And let's face it, we got the emails because we thought for sure we'd get some hate. Yeah, you know. I mean, where's the you know where's the Mike? How could you possibly put this team at this place in the rankings or that place in the rankings? Or I, I think you're disrespecting this team. Oh, and I got I got on one now. to talk to you about coming up in just a little bit. You disrespectful, you know what you. So anyway, it, it was a great weekend. Um, I, I'm really excited about going in a couple of weeks to see Virginia Tech and Syracuse on the 23rd. Um, I did just find out from my son uh, moments before recording that that show is a 1230 kickoff. I'd like to thank Virginia Tech for screwing me over like that because <laughs> we're going to be in Berlin the night before. <laughs> so so we're going to yeah. swing back home, pick up the wife, and probably head to Harrisonburg to cut the trip in half. Ho- hopefully she's going to drive. You're going to need to get some seats. Uh, I am going to need some sleep because yeah. that's a th- then you got to remember, that's a Friday morning. You know, that's that's up at yeah. 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. Yep. So you yep. live I, that look, life. I, you I, know live the, I know the pain. <laughs> yes. I know the pain. Those Fridays are long. And this past Friday, so we, you know, with the game started at 7, yes. didn't get out of here till late, got home at 11.30, and then I was up at 5.30 to finish my prep on the air at 10.30 for Maryland pregame before Ohio State. So it was busy, busy turnaround. But we're not complaining because we're living no, the it's life. No, it's a good thing. No, it's a good <laughs> life. I, I wish if I had just a, just a few more hours of ease. But I actually, though, I'll say this, for the first time in forever, it seems like, I actually got – a couple hours nap before OTL. I'm telling you, it made all the difference in the world. But every time I try to get home and get a few hours of sleep on a Friday, something pops up. And it's just every time. It never fails. And this past Friday, I guess the football gods were smiling on me. I got a few hours of sleep. And that helped a lot because Friday was, uh, you know, a longer, a longer day. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I tell you what, this is going to be a great show. We're going to recap the high school football weekend as well as college football. And uh, we'll even touch on my beloved the Redskins, too. We've got all that and more coming right up here. Uh, it's Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. 
Hey everyone, Chris Marks over at Preston Ford. I just wanted to take a second to tell you about our instant cash offer event where you can sell your car on your terms. You will receive an offer in minutes. There's no purchase necessary and we will make it easy and give you top dollar for your vehicle. The easiest way to do it again is to call me on my cell phone at 410-206-7404 or you can text me or you can go on PrestonMotor.com and we can handle everything right online. This portion of Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast is brought to you by the Edge Training Academy, where passion meets performance. Located in Stevensville at 112 Log Canoe Circle in the Chesapeake Bay Business Park, now offering 24-hour gym access. More information at theedgetrainingacademy.com. Mark Potter and Mike Bradley alongside, and let's get right to it, our Overtime Live Preston Ford Game of the Week. Um, In talking with Coach McCormick when that game was over, he was just flat-out pissed at the performance. Zamir Handy was a guy they had a tough time containing. Yeah. I mean, it was – I've never seen him that frustrated, you know, and that – short of words i really haven't Mm. and in in all the years that we've known him and you could tell the frustration on his face um people made mistakes and he did they said going into the game they were going to need to be focused and in order to win that ball game and they had extra preparation time for that game too. Yeah, remember they they uh, they had a game that they didn't get to play because of COVID. They decided not to make that up with another team, which had a chance to against North County. I'm told from Anne Arundel County. Uh, so they had extra preparation time for. So for they that got game. ready for Easton, and then got, I'm sorry, you're yeah, right, you're right. But, I'm but sorry. Still, I mean, yeah. they went against right. a team that you know it's the same kind of offense, so to speak. But yeah. Yeah. you know, I, I think uh, he was frustrated because they didn't get their performance. They expected. Um, Owen Doyle had a good game. Um, you know, McFadden had a good game, but they missed some blocks. They missed. Uh, uh, they missed a lot of tackles. Well, they had a couple of opportunities uh, in the red zone that they came away with nothing. Yeah. Turnover on downs twice on yeah. fourth down. Yeah. You know, and they shot themselves in the foots a couple of times. Now, none of that is to take away from the performance of the Decatur Seahawks. Right. I mean, they got out. It was uh, what twenty nine seven. And then North Carolina started battling back and made it a game, twenty nine twenty two. But like McCormick said, you can't let them get so far ahead to then have to try and come back like that because they're not built for that. Right, that's not their style of play. Right, they, you you need to with that wing T offense, you need to have the lead or be tied with the team. And if you're down a couple of scores, that makes it really difficult. Well, it'll be interesting to see how they start practice and this week because they've got Ken Island coming up on Friday night, mm-hmm. uh, a game that I may go take in. Uh, because we're not going to be broadcasting. So I may go down to that game because I want to see how North Carolina rebounds. Ken Island had the week off because their game uh, was canceled due to COVID. And uh, so they didn't have a game. So they've had an extra week, much like North Carolina had to get ready for Easter. Right. That, that's, and that's who I was getting confused. Right? Ken Island's got extra prep time for, for Carolina. But in yeah. talking with Jody Ward, the, uh, um, you know, the running backs coach and special teams coach and linebacker coach for North Carolina, yeah, his concern is – or actually, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't Jody. It was uh, Griffith talking with Griffith. Um, you know, Griffith feels like maybe this – 
could hurt Ken Island because they're on a roll. They had the momentum, and now they get a week off where they don't get to play, and they wanted to play for their homecoming. And he says, you know, that could have an impact on them. It could. It could. I, I yeah, You just have to see with the kids. I, it's tough to predict. I would say this, though, knowing that North Carolina is a good program, knowing their coaching staff, and with – I have plenty of seniors on the Ken Island team. I would think they well know that they're going to need to come prepared. They're going to need to have a good week of practice. So no matter that they didn't get to play a game, I would think that they're going to be raring to go and knowing they got to get out of the gates fast. And that one will kick off at 6 o'clock on uh, this coming Friday that's night. Good. That's an earlier start. That's the way it's all been all year for Ken Island. Is right, but, but compared yeah. to years past where they're yeah, usually they 7 o'clock start. start. 6.30 or 7 o'clock, and right. now it's 6 right. o'clock. And, yeah. um, you know, which leads me to our other I want to say our, our other game of the week this past week, uh, Queen Anne's and Easton. Queen Anne's came out, out on top of that. They never trailed 34-21. Uh, maybe now, with an impressive victory like that, maybe now you, Mike Bradley, will start giving them the respect <laughs> they deserve. Uh, yes. Well, look. They beat Washington, Kent County, and Snow Hill three, three in a row. They shut out those opponents. But those are games against teams that are not as good as they are. They're a classification down. Those are games that they should win. And, they look, they took care of business against them. But I needed to wait to see it against better quality of competition, a team that's a 2A or a 3A. Obviously, Easton is a 2A. They came in at 2-2. Two and two. Very quality team. They've got athletes all over the place. And absolutely, you give a ton of credit to Queen Anne's. That was that was a big statement win for this team and the program that's looking to get themselves back to where they were a couple of years ago. And, of course, the long run that they had. They fell on some hard times uh, the last couple of years under Coach Grave. And then you had, of course, you know, the spring or last year with COVID and then the spring. And that was disjointed for them. So, yeah, that was huge. Then they're going to have another opportunity. Uh, to prove themselves against Decatur Thursday night on a short week. Uh, but look, KJ Smothers, I mean, what a game. 34 carries, 159 yards, and two touchdowns. But he, he did say in, in the recap after the game that uh, essentially that uh, you know people were disrespecting them or doubting them it's not disrespecting or doubting it's just look you hadn't played quite the competition you hadn't been tested and the one game that you were North Carolina at the beginning of the year you guys lost but I don't think there was any question along the way that we knew that there's talent on this team they're just really young they're breaking a new quarterback with Devin Wright who by the way had himself a nice game as well against Easton so it's just going out there proving it I didn't ever believe that they didn't have the talent but you have to see the execution and I can understand that I mean that yeah. is one of those things that you got to see it uh, they had posted on Queen Anne's County High Football's Facebook page um, somebody uh, a guy by the name of Allen uh, said, I'm telling you this, I'm telling you this, and I've said before, QA is looking like the QA of past, with the difference being young team and the head coach and coaches who know how to get them to be one. Now, I, I will say, you know, that Queen Anne looked good this past Friday night. 
I don't know if we can quite crown them as the QA of past back to 2009. I got to see a little bit more out yeah, of them before we see them, yeah. you know, proclaiming that they're going to win the state title. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't uh, know when he said what past, but, you know, th- th- listen, they looked good on Friday night. Well, the now queen, let's the, string it together. The Queen Anne's of past are teams that went 9-1 at worst 8-2 and two, and won the title or shared it or was just right behind Kent Island for years and made it to the playoffs every year. Mm-hmm. That's the Queen Anne's of past. They'll get more opportunities to prove themselves with Stephen Decatur Thursday night, with Kent Island at the end of the year. I'll have to see who they have in between now and then. Uh, but they'll get some more opportunities to do that. Unfortunately, the, the game against Parkside, they didn't get to play because of COVID. I would have liked to have seen that matchup. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that would have been, if they had won that game, that would have certainly been uh, another resume builder type win there, though, for them against a 2A East team. Yeah, you know, we're you mentioned the game that they had in between uh, Ken Island and also um, you know Decatur. Decatur. I mean, oh. you know that we're coming down to the end of the season here. Yeah, I know. I mean, it, it it, all is, of a sudden it, it's it's come upon us pretty quickly. It, it really has. I mean, we go to Decatur this coming Thursday night, and then next week they host Wicomico, and then they host Ken Island, and that's the end of the regular season. Mm. Now you want to prove something? So, yeah, went out. Yeah, went out right, and and uh, then, that'll you know really what? tell us something. Th- that's yeah. going to tell us something. But they their schedule right here, uh, what the Decatur improved to three and two. Yes, yeah. So they're three and two. You've got Y High that's only lost one game, and you've got Ken Island that is yet to lose a game, and that's your schedule. Actually, Decatur would be four and two. Excuse me. Okay, all right. So yeah, yeah so I mean, but that that's your schedule. That's what you've got. Yeah, and I understand where you were going, Mike. I mean, they 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 lost to North Carolina 14-34 to open the year. Mm-hmm. They beat Washington 69 nothing. They beat Kent County 82 nothing, which still blows me away. And the 53 nothing for J.M. Bennett. And after that, yeah, now sh- show me what you're working with. Yeah. KJ Smothers definitely had quite the game. Devin Wright, you know, these are these folks have just got to keep it rolling. KJ Smothers had, would you say, 159 yards? 159 and, yards on 34 and, carries and two touchdowns. And the team had a total of 200 and some. So somebody else has got to help chip in a little bit to run the ball effectively besides just K.J. Smothers. Well, they t- they told him because he had seen limited carries because of the blowout wins, they didn't expose him too much because they didn't want to get him hurt, obviously, in games mm-hmm. that were well in hand. Sure. So they said they were going to give him the rock and have him toted. Uh, but obviously, yeah, other teams' defensive coordinators, they're going to look to try to stop him and somebody else, whether it be Devin Wright throwing the football, running it, or another running back, you know, will certainly have to step up uh, in. In, uh, or for Queen Anne's County, but you're you're right, Mark. You look at the the three games that they have remaining, and they'll certainly get an opportunity to prove themselves. Now, you mentioned Wicomico is one of those teams. We were told, or I was told by Isaiah Taylor, that quarterback Darius Foreman is not out for the year. He's going to try to give it a go this week, but by the sounds of it, he's going to be back for the Indians at some point before the end of the year. So that's really good news. After it was thought maybe he was going to be out for the year, if if he is healthy healthy enough to get back on the field i'm packing him in ice and i'm holding him until the playoffs start because everybody's in and it doesn't matter well seating you know, seating matters. well no it doesn't if you're good you're going to win wherever you go 
if you're good. Yeah, we still right. like to have a home game. Yeah. You, work, you, you work hard, Mark. You want to have a home playoff game. You will have a home playoff game because they yeah. play Parkside and uh, who else they got? They got Bennett well, on there Well, the caveat being, okay, right, who do they have on their schedule and can they get by those games without, without him playing a quarterback? Yeah, I mean – Listen. And Eddie White, Eddie White, by the way, on the first drive against Cambridge, or three of those to Malik Leatherberry, uh, he looked good. I think it was probably smart to get him throwing the football a little bit uh, because they're going to need him to be able to do that so that teams can't just uh, hone in on the run game. Uh, absolutely. But in, in my opinion, hold that man for the playoffs because that's when it's going to count. But, you know, we were talking how we were going to go to Easton. I mean, go to Decatur again next week for Easton Decatur. And, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, hmm, maybe not, because it's, know, it's a the, fluid the, situation the, with the, these games. The Queen Anne, the Queen Anne Y high contest. Absolutely. You know, so make a strong running for that. Yeah. And look at look at the Y high schedule to finish off the regular season. Thursday night, they're playing at Parkside. Mm-hmm. All right. Next Friday, they're at Queen Anne. And the following week, they are the home team against J.M. Bennett. That's the rest of their season. You don't need the man. All right. So, yeah, okay. If you want, you got one loss. Well, let's see how Queen Anne's does Thursday, Mark. If, yeah. if Queen Anne's beats Decatur, I'll say that maybe you're not right about that. Okay. Well, yeah. well, now, well. granted, Decatur's run defense has not been very good for most of the season. Right. So, you know, but still, I, you know, if, if they beat Decatur at Decatur, I don't know that you don't want to have Darius Foreman in your lineup. Yeah, I, I, I will give you that. I, I will give you that. But yeah, we, we've got some pretty darn good games for Queen Anne's it's, coming up down there. We may have to become the Queen Anne's high school football <laughs> radio, radio network. network over the yeah. next three weeks. It, it is fluid, folks. I mean, we come out and we have ideas at the beginning of the year, but ultimately until the games are played and we see how things play out, we don't know for sure. If what we think is the matchup of the week is going to be the matchup of the week that we ultimately call. Well, I mean, we thought Easton was going to be the king of the north, but they fizzled out. So that didn't happen. And then we started looking at other teams and it's like, man, look at look, look, Ken Island. We changed well, our I, hand to I, go I, do Ken I think Island. Ken Island rated higher than Easton. Yeah, but yeah, I, yes, I, we, but we did think Easton had a shot to be you know, very good this year. But right now they're in a tough spot sitting at uh, – Two and three, I believe yeah, it is. Yeah, they're 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 struggling. So, but uh, anyway, we'll get to them and, and other games coming right up. And this portion of the timeout with Shore Sports podcast is brought to you by Midshore Exteriors, handling your roofing, siding, and gutter needs across the shore. Every detail matters, so let the Master Elite GAF certified and Shingle Master Roofers take care of your home or business today. More info online at MidshoreExteriors.com. Great people. He actually went to uh, the, um, uh, Brian Faulkner from mid-short exteriors he went to pittsburgh to watch his his favorite broncos team play pittsburgh it's a good thing he had good company there because uh the broncos didn't do so well no, <laughs> no and the steelers actually ran the football <laughs> yeah. for 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 a time so they got a nice balance on offense all right we'll get back to the nfl um, a little bit later on yeah and by the way this whole COVID thing 
is screwing me up with the records. So I'm, I'm going to look it up because I was unsure when I'm giving the records of Decatur and Easton. So I want to make sure that Easton's I have it Easton's got to be 2-4 right. and four now. I, I was going to say, I think I said Easton was 2-3. and three. I think yeah. you're right. They're 2-4 and four and Decatur's 4-2. and two. Yeah. So I think we have that right. But uh, some of these games and COVID and all that, it's got me messed up with the records. So I, I apologize, uh, folks. Let's talk about another 4-2 and two team. Uh, impressive run. Colonel Richardson opened the year with two tough teams and two big losses to 2A schools. Yeah, and Wicomico and Kent Island. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the top two teams in the conference. And now they've turned around and they're, you know, they just beat Kent County 42 nothing, And they, Colonel Richardson, at 4-2, and two, leads the 1A schools in the area record-wise. Cambridge is 3-3. Three and three. Colonel is having quite the run. The, look, uh, James Jackson, again, the job that he's done taking over for Dan Magnum, uh, and he was a part of that staff. Okay. They have really put it together. I mean, you look at Kent County had a run, but then they f- fell on hard times over the last 10 to 15 years. You know, Snow Hill was good for the longest time, but they've really languished over the last 10 years. They've started to turn the page a little bit, a little bit here in the last year or two. Washington has languished for a while. You look at Colonel, Mark, and they got that thing turned around after years of languishing themselves, and they've put together now, and I have to look back, but I think it's safe to say now that they've had four or five solid years where they've either been 500 or had a winning record. They now made the playoffs. I think they even hosted a playoff game, Mm -hmm. and even in the spring. Even with COVID, they did well. And then here they are sitting at four and two, having won four straight games. And you're right, in the matchup with Cambridge in a couple of weeks, that's going to be a huge 1A matchup. That'll decide the 1A champion there. But give uh, the Colonels a lot of credit. And they still have some room for progress, according to Coach Jackson. Uh, But yeah, a tough way to start the year. But when they've played teams at their level, they've done well. I believe they've got another Eastern Shore Virginia team that they'll be playing, which kind of essentially is a 1A extension of the Bayside, Mark, because that's who some of these 1A teams are playing to supplement their schedule. And uh, that should be a game in which they should come away the victor as well. So, yeah, the Colonels, happy to see that uh, they're continuing uh, to do well. Well, they lost to Wicomico 69-12 and lost to Ken Island 40-8. Yeah. Since then, they uh, they beat Washington 61 nothing. They beat Snow Hill 42 nothing. They beat Arcadia 48-6. They beat Kent County 42 nothing. Mm-hmm. Now they have in Nandua this coming Friday, a 7 o'clock game at Nandua, which isn't an easy place to play. And then, uh, then they host Cambridge and host North Carolina to close out the year. Yeah. So two of the three games are winnable. So you know, if we just say, all right, they win those, they beat Cambridge, which hasn't happened in a long, long time. Yeah, we'd have to look back. You're right. Uh, not in the last... I'm going to guess not in the last uh, 10 to 15 years. Yeah, it's been a long time. So you figure. Because Cambridge under Coach Coleman won, what, 11 consecutive there. Yeah. So if they beat Cambridge and Nandua and lose to North Carolina, as you would expect them to, but they play a game for the reason. I'm going to be curious to see, though, how tough they play Caroline this year. It's six and three record. Yeah. You know? And probably... One of their best records in a long time. Absolutely. And we'll get into the points breakdown a little bit later on. But if you go six and three... You know, you're you're looking pretty darn good in the fact that you'll probably finish in the top three 
and have have the opportunity to host another playoff uh, game, right, right. and it would probably be a winnable game. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, because when you look at the bottom, you know, what do we got? Seven teams there. So you would end up uh, Saratsville would get a bye. So you would end up having Perryville, Washington, uh, Colonel, Kent County, and then Snow Hill, Bow Manor. You know, so good for them. I, yeah, I think absolutely. It, it is so impressive well, to it, see what it, they've done. And, and they, we need they that. deserve the love. And we need that. Yeah. We, need, we we can't afford to have all the 1As not not do well. And unfortunately, we, we've had that happen for too long. And I know it's tough because of the numbers game with them, and, and I understand that. But it's good because, again, the more teams that are competitive and have winning records, the better it is certainly for the Bayside. Absolutely. Now, of course, we uh, talked earlier why high they won. On on Friday night, they beat uh, um, uh, the Cambridge twenty-eight seven. Yeah. They were up twenty-eight nothing. Ended up winning twenty-eight mm-hmm. seven. Uh, Washington comes to Cambridge this week, so Cambridge will get right, and uh, they should improve to four and three. And then they'll close out their year uh, with uh, Colonel Richardson and Easton. So I mean, an opportunity for Cambridge to make a statement as they come down the stretch and they'll go into the last two games with a 4-3 and three record, you would suspect. Yeah, and Cambridge, interesting this year, so they lost to Milford who's equivalent to a team. Uh-huh. They lost to a good, a pretty good Milford team. They lost to Kent Island at mm-hmm. Kent Island, but then they beat a 3A in Bennett. And mm-hmm. I know Bennett's winless this year, but still, to, to be a 1A beating a 3A, that's still some accomplishment there. And then they've got a win over Snow Hill uh, in the 1A there. So they have a mixture of a season. Uh, but some two of their three losses have come against uh, some really good teams. But I think Toby Pierce's impact will show up. And then Wicomico, actually. Yeah. They, so three good, yeah, three good Toby teams. Toby Pierce's impact is going to show up in a couple of weeks. I mean, in a couple of years. Um, yeah. You know, next year and the year beyond. Because let's face it. He didn't get his fingers on those on those football players until yeah. the season when they first came out for you know tryouts in right. in August. Right. You know, so he didn't have a weightlifting program and things like that. So this will be his impact to be felt down the line. And I don't think it's fair to judge him on the year that he's had this year. It's uh, just trying to get everything implemented with these kids. Yeah, and and you still get the feeling in talking with him that there's still a feeling out process going on, and that there isn't a one. 100% comfort level yet uh, with the players to the coaches, the coaches to the players and the scheme. And they had two quarterbacks to start the year. One of those quarterbacks got injured. So they've got a couple of different guys that are mixing in as well. So that makes it difficult there as well. You're right. I'm looking at next year as really being, and certainly two years from now, as to when you'll you'll kind of fully see uh, Toby Pierre and what he brings and what his coaches bring philosophically and schematically to the program. You'll see that play out. Uh, on the field in, in a much bigger way. Absolutely. Now, I don't know if you saw this Saturday, Southern and J.M. Bennett played, and J.M. Bennett almost got their first win. They were simply a half a yard, inches from the goal line to score the winning you know, point. Yeah. You kind of feel like, sadly, kind of the Detroit Lions-type uh, scenario there for them on Saturday in in almost getting that first win you mentioned they've got Wicomico at the end of the year I have to check their schedule in between now and then but it's been a, been a tough year tough year uh, a mixture of different reasons uh, that they've uh, not been able to get it done 
Yeah, no, it's uh, it is a tough year for them, no doubt. Uh, this week they will be at Easton. Uh, next week they are hosting Ken Island. On the 23rd. Yeah, and then finish up with Wicomico. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't see a path to victory there, Mark, and that's un, that's unfortunate. But um, you play the games, and, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and uh, so I lost to Southern uh, the other day on Saturday, a, a Saturday contest. Tough break. I mean, you hate to see it for Dustin Mills and the Clippers, but he's been talking. It's it's a process. It's a, it's a building process, and that's – what they're doing is they're trying to build a winning program there and get it back to uh, what well, uh, uh, you know what um, uh, Coach Hoot did. Yeah, Coach so. Gibson. Well, yeah. and it's been a roller coaster ride, and for some programs, it is. You have a period of years where you do well. You have a period of years where you don't do well. Again, a number of factors involved in that. But there was a period of time where Bennett really languished because they didn't have enough commitment from players during the offseason, for instance. And so the lack of weight room work led to a bunch of injuries that had dipped down, if you remember, a year or two to a lot of young JV guys. And then finally they got a group of kids that were really committed. And that started to build itself. So from 15 to 18, they did very well. And then in Coach Gibson's last year, they dropped off in 19, then 20. We didn't have a season because of COVID. And then in the spring, uh, you know, Bennett had a rough go of it and they're having a rough go again so they're trying to get it back to where it was between 15 and 18 but they've been unfortunately they've been here before and it doesn't help for instance when you lose two of your starting offensive linemen you know one who left the team the other who got injured in the spring and is out for the year so that wasn't uh, unfortunately a good sign right off the get-go so what does that mean for playoffs we'll talk about that next right here on timeout with shore sports presented by the preston automotive group If someone you know is exhibiting signs of depression or withdrawal, take time to connect. Ask, are you okay? Listen closely and without judgment. Share mental health resources. For All Seasons Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center is here for anyone struggling with a mental health challenge. Visit forallseasonsinc.org. That's forallseasonsinc.org. It's okay to ask for help. For All Seasons is here for you. This portion of Time Out with Shore Sports is presented by For All Seasons Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center, providing outpatient mental health, psychiatric education, and rape crisis services to the English and Spanish-speaking communities, regardless of one's ability to pay. More info at forallseasonsinc.org. All right, so we want to start talking about high school football playoffs. Playoffs? We're talking playoffs? Yeah, we are. And it's uh, everybody gets in this year. Everybody gets a trophy with the uh, MPSSAA. Well, you still got to go earn that trophy. You just, everybody gets a a chance to get that trophy. Yeah, but you're in. I mean, normally it's uh, what, uh, what we got, 64 teams, I think, normally in. Well, let's see who decides to go and who decides not to. If you're 0-9, you may not decide to go yeah well maybe but 
Everybody. Well, that'll affect the, the matchup. It does. Everybody has a dream this year. Okay. Yeah, they and, do. I, look, I, I'm with you. I'm not about participation trophies. They did it because of COVID, and we have had some games this year that were unfortunately canceled because of COVID. So it makes things all uneven. And it's also made teams not want to continue to try and find another game because they don't want to risk that uh, that point. Well, and that's another <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's yeah. And now, to me, if you're a coach, these players they only have a set amount of games in their high school career. You go and schedule a game. So let's look at the one A here locally on the shore. Um, Washington comes into this weekend. They were on the bottom with Kent County. They had a game with Snow Hill, and we haven't touched on that yet. Um, Snow Hill up 21-0, and then a, a couple of players got into it on the sideline. Right. And then fans from Snow Hill over there. Um, I don't know if the fans were from Snow Hill or if they were from Washington, but fans decided to make their way onto the field and also onto the sideline to get involved with said scuffle. Yeah, and they ended up calling the game. Snow Hill led 21 nothing with, I don't know, somewhere between five and eight minutes in the third quarter, I believe it was, Mark. And I checked in with a couple of different folks. I actually checked in because the police were called with the Worcester County Sheriff's Office. And Sheriff Christofoli told me that the administrations are handling this, that no charges were filed. Reached out to Snow Hill head coach Dietrich Downing just to try to get some more information. And he said they're still sorting everything out. So in terms of suspensions, who gets the win, who gets the loss, as of you know, when we're doing this recording, we don't have any more details. And you reached out to the conference office. Well, see, and the thing is about all of this, and, and my feelings, one, we have no place in high school sports for this, in, in any sport, okay? Fans go be fans, players be players, officials be officials, coaches be coaches. If you want to start fighting, take that crap to a ring. All right. This isn't a zoo. Yeah. All right. You don't get to go and do what you want. This isn't out on the open streets of, of Baltimore or, or anywhere else for that matter. Act like you got some damn sense. And in my opinion, both teams forfeit and both teams sit for a week. They don't play next week if I were in charge. And the reason being is, yes, it, it impacts other players that may not have been involved. But it's more of a penalty to the people that were there that did that, okay? Listen, they shouldn't be allowed to come to another football game for the rest of their life. But I don't know that you can do that. Yeah, I, I'd like to know all the details first before I make an ultimate decision on that. But on the surface, would I have a problem with them both getting a loss and maybe even having to set out a game? No, on its surface, not. Uh, but then to have fans jump over the fence and onto the field, as you talked about, Mark, as I'm bringing up some more details here on my arrested. computer, it's that's ridiculous. Yeah. It, because they're they're in, they're making it worse right. at that point. I I don't want to say they're inciting because the fight had already gotten underway, so that's not a, a, an accurate characterization. But that that there's no place for that either. And 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 any fan that came onto the field, they ought to be booted out from any game in the future. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, at least for the rest and, of the year. And arrested year. for trespassing. But, yeah, that's the only way you can send a message, I guess. But, you know, it's it's a shame that it happened. 
And if nothing else, I, I don't know, do they get, is there video to be able to tell uh, who was involved? Because there well, has there's to have been always, video. There's always video, but the yeah. question is in what context. Right. You know, if you're getting it five minutes in, three minutes in, two minutes in, that's not, it's not completely accurate. However, Snow Hill does have all their games broadcast because uh, our buddy David Dotson yeah. sets no, that's up good point, those videos. Yeah, that's and, good point. and the yeah. video is available from beginning to end, I'm sure. Well, that may have been submitted. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I didn't get a chance to check that out over the weekend, but I hadn't even thought about it that. It just came point. to my head. Yeah. So, no, you know, well, thinking you about it. So yeah. I didn't check on it either because I just <laughs> thought of it. Sure. You know, but it's just, it, it's a shame and there's no place for it and you know, listen, you, you, you've got equipment on. If you are upset with somebody, you take it out by hitting them legally on the football field. Right. And, and again, I don't know exactly what sparked it and, and who started what was a Washington player, Snow Hill player. Again, we'll have to look back. But for a Washington team that's winless, and yes, Snow Hill has a couple of wins, but no Bayside wins yet, although that likely would have been their first one. They were leading 21 nothing, But these teams, especially, it's like, you know what? Yeah. Why don't you save that energy for the field? Because Washington, you're winless. So if the only way that you can get some hits in is a fight on the sideline, again, I don't know if they started or not, but that, why don't you save it for the field? Because you guys are winless. Yeah. And for Snow Hill as well, it's not as if you guys have been the king of the Bayside for uh, – in fact, you haven't been the king of the 1As in a long time. <laughs> right, right. So uh, that's, that, that honors belong to Cambridge anyway. But, it, yeah, it's just – it's a bad look for two teams who are sub-500 or winless programs too. So in that 1A East, Colonel Richardson from the Bayside uh, is sitting in third. I don't know what happened with uh, Surrattsville or Perryville, but, uh, uh, you know, they improved to 4-2. and two, And uh, we'll see how the rest shakes up. But in the 2A, um, or should we say the 1A, 2A, uh, that's the newly created that has Hartford Tech, Falston, Elkton, Cambridge, Parkside, Rising Sun, and Northeast Cecil in it. Now, Hartford Tech was 4-1 and one coming into the weekend. Falston, 5-0. and oh, Elkton, 3-2. and two, Cambridge, 3-2. and two, Parkside, 2-2. Two and two. I mean, you're looking at, that's a solid uh, conference there in the 1A, 2A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or a yeah. solid division. Uh, it's also Dunbar's in that division. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Dunbar and, Mer- and Mervo uh, has gotten good recently. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, so you got them. Um, you've got uh, Henry Lackey. It's four and one in the South, mm-hmm. uh, and you've got uh, South Carroll and Francis Scott Key. They're both five and zero oh coming into this past. Well, weekend. FSK, I believe, just lost to Westminster, but FSK all of a sudden is a lot better than they, they used to be. A winless program year after year. They're they're actually pretty good now. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's going to be a tough one when mm-hmm. you get to the two A. Ken Island, Wicomico, North Carolina, C. Milton Wright, Decatur, Queen Anne's, North Hartford, and Easton. So it's mostly the Bayside there. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You got C. Milton Wright, who was used to be a 3A team. Correct. And, yeah. uh, and I North- scrimmage against them uh, when I played at Calvert Hall. Yeah, yeah. and North yeah. Hartford in the mix as well. North mm-hmm. Hartford's 2-3. and three. C. Milton Wright was 3-2. and two. Decatur's going to improve to 4-2. and two. Right. North Carolina's going to drop to 4-2. and two. And when you look at that, uh, it was a nice point pickup for Decatur so it's probably going to shake out to be Ken Island, Wicomico, Decatur is your top three and don't discount Queen Anne's as well All right. a big win this weekend for Queen Anne's will really shoot them up 
right. uh, as well. Up and yeah. again, right. it, it, they went out Decatur, Y High, Kent Island. They'll shoot to the top of the 2A. You know, but that's not going to be a cakewalk. It's a big, yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a bit that's a big ask. Yeah. By the way, Caroline would be three and two, not four and two. They missed a game. Oh, that's right. COVID. They did. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So well, I know I, I know you're trying it, to give them some Adam wins, but it counts as a win. It counts as a win. That's why. It does. Okay. Count, yeah, yeah, it I guess counts right. as a win. Yeah. So, um, you know, Parkside plays an eight-game schedule, and because that member, if you recall, that first game didn't count because they said it was before the season. Right. Same thing. With See, we're in so many different rules. And, and stipula- Queen Anne's yeah. is yeah. listed as an eight-game schedule as well. So, and I, well, I, I was know. told with Queen Anne's Parkside that that game had at the at the moment that that game had no bearing or no implications in that if the two were able to make that game up mm-hmm. due to having both of their opponents have COVID on the same week that they would reschedule it and play it ultimately if they don't replay it then that win has to go to Parkside right yeah yeah, you yeah. Would think. But, but apparently they're kind of holding that game uh, and putting it aside, if you will. That's what I was told Holding by, by both coaches. It's just uh, it, this year's been nuts. <laughs> Sometimes the, you can't get a straight answer about some of these games. In, in the 3A, it'll be interesting to see what J.M. Bennett decides to do at uh, 0-6, and they're at the bottom of the uh, rankings. Well, in I, the I'm sure Dustin, I mean, knowing Dustin, he, he, he'll, he'll pull his team about it. Uh, Dustin will not just make an executive decision and say, we're going to play, we're not going to play. Uh, knowing him, he'll pull his team. And right. if they want to play, they'll play. If the players don't, then they won't. It'll be interesting and exciting as the uh, the playoffs start the first Friday in November. So we've got three more weeks of the regular season, and then the playoffs start mm-hmm. with the championship the first weekend in December. Hopefully, we'll have one of the teams we cover here on the Bayside in the Midshore uh, making it to the state championship game. And uh, uh, Mike Mike Bradley would be on the play-by-play because I already booked my uh, trip to Myrtle Beach. i got to go pick up my camera. Yeah, I, 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 see, I, I see where your priorities lie, yeah, Mark. That's right. So. <laughs> you know, no, wait a minute. You know, with technology, what it is, I mean, we saw ESPN guys do college games from their house. Yeah. Well, you, know, you know Why couldn't you possible. do it? You know? It's quite possible. we got to set might. up a stream and have yeah. you do play-by-play from there. I'll, uh, you know, and, and we, we can. We might do that. We, might, we just might do that. That's a good point. So uh, we've got that and uh, yeah. a whole lot more. Of course, so, they have a little bit bigger budget than we do. So. <laughs> a little bit? They got a lot bigger budget. Yeah. So why don't we get to talking college football? We'll do that coming up next right here on Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Mark Potter and Mike Bradley. Did you know that suicide is the second leading cause of death for individuals between 10 and 34 years old? Everyone can play a role in suicide prevention. For many, that means starting and continuing conversations with those we care about. There are three important steps. Ask, listen, share. Ask those in your circle, are you okay? Really? And stick around for the answer. Listen without judgment and let the person share their story. And finally, share mental health resources. You don't need to have all of the answers to start a conversation. For more suicide prevention resources, visit nomatterwhatyoumatter.org. And if you feel lost and in need of a hand, help is here for you. Call For All Seasons at 410-822-1018. 
This mental health minute was brought to you by For All Seasons, the Midshore's Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center. And this portion of Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast is brought to you by College Placement Consulting, providing invaluable college planning and high school guidance from sophomore through senior year. Let the dedicated professionals at College Placement Consulting help your child prepare for college. Go online to schedule a no-obligation appointment now at collegeplacementconsulting.com. Glad to have them with us, of course. It, uh, cruising through, it's Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive group mark potter and mike bradley and uh, so we've talked about all of the um high school football games let's go to the college football games and uh, maryland had a big opportunity on saturday when they went to ohio state an opportunity to make a statement that they rebounded and when i first looked at the score i was pretty impressed it was seven three and it was all downhill from there. Well, I, look, uh, Ohio State, that that game, that you can't judge Maryland on that game. Ohio State is above everybody else in that conference. Uh, they're an SEC team now in the Big Ten, as, as I say. So th- that would be, to me, that's an unfair judgment. Now, if you want to go back, and, and we talked last week about the disappointment with the Maryland-Iowa game, no question that Maryland should, should have been in that game. It should have been much more competitive than it was. But I, I, you learn nothing to me by losing to Ohio State. I expected them to lose. I expected them to lose by a lot. And Ohio State may still have some issues defensively, although their defense has played better. And they've played against some decent offenses in Rutgers and Maryland. Not great, but some decent offenses so far. Um, you know, since earlier in the year where an Oregon just took them to the woodshed at home. Uh, that offense, Mark, that, or, that Ohio State has is right up there with – Alabama. I mean, I, I I think as you take a look at the teams in the top five, Georgia and Iowa, yeah, they're one, two. They're very conservative offenses. Mm-hmm. Um, Alabama does have an explosive offense. Ohio State's offense is right up there with Alabama. Um, who am I missing here? Oklahoma, they have not been able to run the football, certainly throwing the football. Uh, they're an elite team uh, in the top five. But, yeah, Ohio State, to me, offensively, they, they're – as good as anybody in the entire country. Well, Stroud throws for 400 yards. You had uh, Henderson, the running back for Ohio State, one of the running backs. He's a, and he's a freshman. They, 102 yards. They have their, their their top two running backs are freshmen, Mark. Yeah. Uh, they have a junior, Master Teague, who is pretty darn good himself. He's a junior. He's their third string back. They have the best receiving core, one of the best in the country with Olave, Garrett Wilson, their top two guys. But they go six deep in that receiver room. Again, their offense, to me, is just as good as Alabama. And those are the two best offenses in the country with Oklahoma, I'd say, right behind them. So Georgia moves up to number one after Alabama gets uh, beat by Texas A&M with a last-second field goal. And Mm -hmm. Alabama should have never been in that game. They had to fight back in the third and fourth quarter just to make it a contest. Tied it, took the lead, and then, much like yesterday's NFL game uh, between uh, the Chargers and uh, and Cleveland, you know, it looked like two people playing, you know, Madden. I mean, just scoring at will. And unfortunately, I didn't get to see that Chargers-Browns game because I had a dinner to attend uh, later in Sunday. But uh, with Alabama, the one thing I would I would tell people though is that AM, let's not forget, was I believe a preseason top five team and they, they were in the top five or six the first couple weeks of the season. 
I don't remember who they lost to, but A&M under Jimbo Fisher, they've recruited and recruited heavily in the trenches. Now, their offensive line has had issues this year. Well, it came together for them in that Alabama game, and much the same way that Florida was able to run the football against Alabama, A&M did too, and it came together. So even though A&M wasn't ranked, I caution people to say, oh, wait a minute, I, I'm shocked that A&M won. Well, don't exactly be shocked because uh, they, they got a lot of talent on that team. And A&M yeah. is like Bama's kryptonite here lately you know i mean it was a couple of years ago they beat him as well so uh, when you look well at, that was with johnny manzel yeah, yeah. With, with johnny football yeah. um yeah, georgia no surprise they moved to number one they, they've been impressive yeah they beat they beat auburn but yeah. how about iowa i mean iowa representing the big ten see i i am still not still not so number on. two and just beat penn state yeah but but mark penn state's quarterback sean clifford got knocked out of that game if clifford stays in the game i'm not so sure iowa wins that game now give credit to iowa they they found their way back into the game they played field position they had their punter did a nice job they got some field goals they, they did what they had to do but yeah penn state's backup quarterback when he came in yeah he didn't do anything and he threw a couple of picks as well now to be fair clifford had a couple of picks early in that game as well but still i think it's a different outcome i'll just say this iowa's offense is nowhere near college football playoff caliber nowhere near well they, if they keep winning they're going to earn their way into it and, and and they may and they may but i'll tell you right now their offense is nowhere close to ohio state nowhere close It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Cincinnati, that's who I'm pulling for. Good for them. Glad to see them still in the uh, in the running, still unbeaten and a big win. Uh, the, the, their quality of opponent isn't as impressive. Well, that's, I mean, yes and no. I mean, they beat Indiana week one. They were, Indiana was a top 15 ranked team at the time. They beat um, Notre Dame. Uh, on at Notre right. Dame, yeah. So they they did uh, schedule two good non conference teams. Now you're right with the rest of it though with their with their conference. That's you know that's where they have no margin of error there. So yeah, they beat Temple last uh, Friday night or Thursday night. On Friday Friday night. Friday yeah. night. They, um, so yeah. coming up, they've got UCF at home. They'll be at Navy on the twenty third. Mm-hmm. That ought to be. I mean, there are conference but, games. Yeah. 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 Um, then you've got I guess uh, what Tulane, Tulsa, USF, SMU, and East Carolina to round out the year um, on uh, Thanksgiving weekend. But uh, still a lot of games to play but none of them they they should finish the year unbeaten they yeah now could navy that navy beat ucf two weeks ago they lost by a touchdown to smu who's ranked top 25 with navy's offense so mark as you know in a week to prepare that could be a stumbling block for them but yes they should win out though Oklahoma got lucky. They escaped Arkansas this weekend. Oh, you mean Texas? I, yes, I'm sorry, Texas. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. Red River rivalry. That yeah. was, I mean, that was an unbelievable game. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they've got they've got a good offense in terms of passing the ball. Again, they haven't been able to run the ball well. They did in this one, though, to the tune of over 200 yards. But Caleb Williams, the Gonzaga grad who didn't play ball last year because of COVID, goes to Oklahoma early. Last year, since behind Rattler, comes into the game because Rattler had thrown a pick and fumbled the ball. And got benched. I, I, kudos to them. And Caleb Williams does an um, phenomenal job in leading them to victory. A couple of touchdown passes to Mims, and he looked really, really good in that game. And, yeah, Texas, you got to be heartbroken. And, again, look – it's not going to prevent them from going to the SEC, but Mark, the knock on Texas is, wait a minute, you're going to the SEC 
And when's the last time you won a Big 12 title? When's the last time? And you're going to the SEC? Hmm. Well, they're going to the SEC to to get beat. Um, Speaking of the SEC. Well, well, the nice payday. Alabama's uh, dropped to number five from number one. No surprise. The one game's not going to hurt them. But they've got got a tough year, the rest of the season coming up, too. Well, they'll have Auburn, we know, in the Iron Bowl at the end of the year. Yeah, but but, uh, Mississippi State this week, boy, I feel sorry for them. (laughs) <laughs> I I would, too. Yeah, no, I, I, I would, too. Um, and that's a Mississippi State team under, I believe, a previous regime that, ha- that has had some success or played them tough. Uh, but, no, they should win They should win that game. Ohio um, State, uh, number six, Penn State, seven. Both All three of those teams are five and one. Then we get to your beloved Michigan. Yeah, and they, uh, they escaped with uh, a tough road win at Nebraska. Look, Nebraska's playing a lot better football. So I, I thought that was going to be a tight game, uh, a tale of two halves. Michigan did a good job clamping down on them first half. Second half, they didn't. Uh, they get the, the, the strip fumble at the end. And look, I, I know I'm going to come off as biased because I'm a Michigan fan, but Adrian Martinez was still pumping his feet. He was still trying to push his way in the pile. So the idea that he said, well, I thought the play was dead. Well, then why were you keep moving your feet? Why didn't you just go limp at that point and stop? I didn't hear a whistle. I Look, another second or two later, I would have said, yeah, uh, they shouldn't have rewarded Michigan with the strip. But to me, absolutely, that was a fumble or a strip fumble on that play. Exciting times for sure. Uh, Virginia Tech, uh, my beloved Hokies, not able to make things happen. Um, they came up short. It looked they like they gave a heck of a game. They, though, they, they, they looked like they were going to be able to pull off uh, the upset of Notre Dame, but uh, Notre Dame too much down the stretch to, I guess, what we'll kick the field goal to win it. If I remember, yeah, correctly. it was a thirty-one twenty-eight. Yeah, I believe. So, yeah. yep. um, <laughs> just it was heartbreaking. My son would text me, and he's like, you know, he just. We need to. In fact, I'll tell you what my text because I I even screenshot it and I sent it to Griffith because you remember now my son played um, for Easton, Easton right. when when Griffith was there and uh, um, I I said uh, <clears throat> where did we, he goes defense didn't get any pressure those last two drives he said yeah don't know what happened those last two drives i want to wake up to the news that fuentes is fired get coach matt out here i said haha i don't think that happens the dude almost beat nd i said griffith question mark he says because of the talent on the roster is why they almost beat nd he says and yes or get urban meyer so of course of course I well, said, well, wait a minute I is a he text to, to you know to griffith said trey wants you to come coach virginia <laughs> tech well, is he saying that virginia tech didn't win because they didn't have the talent, or they did have the talent. That's why it was close. I'm well, confused. He's saying Virginia Tech almost won because of the talent. They they're not high on Fuentes down there in Blacksburg. There, so he's saying it, it's not because of the coaching that it was he, just because he said of the, the coaching. Well, he recruited those players though. <laughs> yeah, but they said the coaching, his his play calling, and his his team management is left a lot to be desired. To be, yeah, I mean, I and, don't know intimately enough, so I'll take his word for it. I mean, look, obviously Notre Dame is recruiting some of the best, even though they've got a ceiling there as well. But uh, they, uh, yeah. I don't know enough about, like I said, the situation. Now, Fuente came from Memphis. We had a good run. He he was known for being an offensive guy. Yeah, well, he, he's not very creative. 
uh, especially in the red zone right now. Um, and, and, of course, they're also – they want another quarterback, you know. But, well, I was just going to ask you, what's their QB situation? Because yeah. a lot revolves around that. That can make an offensive coach look really good or really so bad. They got, I think the guy's name is Burmeister, if I remember correctly. Okay. And this guy's just not accurate. Okay. But the thing was, when he went down in the game, they put in a backup quarterback that couldn't throw. And it's like you become one-dimensional at that point. At least Burmeister can throw the ball. Right. And uh, so Burmeister ended up getting back in the game and, and finishing it out. But he was he was pretty sore. But the thing is, is you, you better come up with some quarterbacks down there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, I don't know how you have a Division One scholarship and you can't throw the football, but you do see that from time to time where it's like, what, what, how's this, how's this guy in the, in the spot he's in? But I, I don't, Mark, I didn't watch the game because I was watching other games, but you tell me, <laughs> Notre Dame's offensive line, pretty beat up. Did Vatek take advantage of that? Yeah, they did. They, they, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a game that it was back and forth and it was a game of mistakes. It was kind of sloppy. It was a little rainy down there mm-hmm. and things like that. But, but I think in the grand scheme of things, um, kudos to him for at least being in the game mm-hmm. because Lane Stadium's a tough place to play yep. anyway. Yep. Uh, you know, when you get down into, especially at night down there. Yep. I mean, those college students drinking all day and, you know, so who knows? No. Yeah. So they, they're, they're doing their studies, yeah, right? They're doing their homework. Yeah, they're getting ready for Monday. Exactly. <laughs> uh, before we get off of college, I really want to close out this segment real quick with uh, uh, Salisbury University. Uh, they had a bye week this week. They were off, and uh, they'll play Rowan at Rowan next week. Uh, and uh, they, last week they beat Montclair State twenty-seven-seven. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, Jack Lanham was the uh, New Jersey Athletic Conference Offensive Player of the Week. He had, I think, roughly one hundred and fifty yards of total offense and two touchdowns in their win. Yeah, and they were uh, they're three and one. And, uh, yeah. and their loss was to Wisconsin Whitewater, one of the best D3 teams in the country. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, when you look at some of these kids that are leaving the area um, and graduating from, you know, Bayside Conference football teams, and they're going to play um, at uh, you know, Salisbury, Stevensville. Um, also, how about the folks over there at Frostburg? Frostburg's having a hell of a year. Griffith's son plays for Frostburg, and uh, right now they are five and one. They were f- um, what four and zero coming into the weekend, but they lost their first game to Notre Dame of Ohio on Saturday. The other Notre Dame. The other Notre Dame <laughs> uh, by the score of twenty three twenty one. Hmm. Okay. A close game, so uh, so they're four and one now, in, or five and one overall, four and one in the conference, and they'll play and uh, uh, at home uh, next Saturday, this coming Saturday, against Wheeling. Then they go to Fairmont State in West Virginia, then they go to Alderson Broadus in West Virginia, and then they'll close out the uh, regular season with home games against West Virginia Wesleyan and West Liberty. So uh, a lot of D two teams uh, out of West Virginia. Then. Yeah, it, well, they are D two now too. So no, I um, no, yeah. understood. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, by the way, the uh, West Liberty game is going to be broadcast a Thursday night game on Masson. Okay, nice. So, yeah, nice. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Frostburg's made that step up from D3. They've really made a commitment to uh, having winning football there and to take a step up like that and then also to be doing well uh, says a lot. Absolutely. This is Time Out with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group.
This portion of the podcast is sponsored by Queenstown Bank, your hometown community bank, serving the midshore for over 120 years. Convenient online and in-person banking. Plus, they have money to lend. Get more info at Queenstown Bank and uh, or go to queenstownbank.com. Mark Potter and Mike Bradley alongside. And, you know, I'm look, hoping to be able to break out my hook sunglasses because it's been so stinking cloudy here yeah. the last several days. But, you know, get those hook sunglasses out and we got to get you a pair. Yes. got to work on that. We, I we, do. we got to yeah. get you a pair. Because, I mean, yeah, yeah, your future's bright, my friend. So this will help you <laughs> keep you in check. I hope so. Yeah, so you can check out Hook, uh, Hook Optics Sunglasses, hookoptics.com. So uh, uh, let's focus. Uh, the, the Ravens play, if you're listening to this any time after Tuesday morning, the Ravens play on Monday night. So we have no idea what happened in their game with Indianapolis other than we would suspect they would win. But, you know, the Washington football team, the team with no name, the team I love, their defense sucks. You know, I mean, Chase Young got his first sack of the year. I saw and, that, yeah. And, and it, was yeah. A, it was a strip sack, too. And Let me bring up the stats yeah, here. Yes. Kudos to him. And, you know, they just, the pressure in the second half was not there. And how many weeks do we have to see the defensive backs screw up? and miscommunicate and leave a receiver wide slam open. Yet Landon Collins is not a deep safety. Landon Collins is an in-the-box safety. Yeah, he's safety. a box safety, yeah. You know, why he is responsible for covering somebody over the top, I don't know. But he was, and he got toasted because he had to try and chase him down when he stepped down, and then like, oh, crap, I got the cover guy. And by that time, he's already 20 yards past him. Mm-hmm. But that did just... They have so many problems. Heineke didn't play his best game. No, he had he a rough game. Off, Less than know? 50%, two picks, no yeah. touchdown. It's interesting, though, Mark. You look at the statistics. Washington had eight more first downs in the game. Uh, both teams were about the same with third down efficiency. They ran twice as many plays. Uh, right. And so the time of possession was greater as well. If you just go by the team stats and looking between Washington and New Orleans, you'd say, how did they lose by 11 points? Uh, it, how did they not win the game or at least have a closer margin of loss here? It's really interesting. Both teams turned over the ball twice as well. It, it's it's really odd to, to take a look at this other than – but even then, I mean, New Orleans was 2-2 two and two of the red zone. Washington was 2-5, of five, but still they had two to match New Orleans's two. You know, Washington got a field goal to trail 7-3, and then the next possession – Well, actually went up 3 nothing, didn't they? I think for, with Hopkins' it, field goal. Yeah, three, okay, 3 nothing. Then yeah. it was 7-3. And right. then the next possession, they, they uh, caused a um, – it was an interception. And they got another and, field goal. And they got it. another field goal. Right. So 7-6, yeah. that was late in the fourth quarter, or first quarter. Yeah, and then they intercepted Winston, um, or, or made him fumble. Yeah, that strip sack. But they, they was a, Gibson had a five-yard touchdown run early second quarter, 13-7. Yeah, but it was not, you know, outside of that, they only got two field goals off the uh, off the turnovers. Yeah. Well, and, and that's and that's the one. Th- they got one field goal off the turnover. So there, there you go. So you had uh, one, two, well, three field goals in the game total, yeah. though. Um, but after Gibson made it 13-7, Norlitz tied it with a Kamara touchdown run. Marquez Callaway with a 49-yard reception from Winston. That made it 2013. You guys cut it to 2016 with another Hopkins field goal. But then Callaway, another touchdown reception. Then Gibson with a one-yard touchdown run. But then Kamara 
with a 19-yard reception for a touchdown. So. It was just a frustrating game. It really was. It was It was so frustrating. It's just odd when you take a look at this. Yeah, yeah. it really is. But, uh, but, yeah, defense, I mean, to your point, though, defense was expected to be much better. I don't know. Where where did the analyst, Mark, miss the, the boat on that? I, they're just – Ron is saying they need to mature and people need to quit pressing and just do their job. And we hear it every week. You hear that. We're five weeks in. Yeah, it's time to start cutting people. You know, it was nice to see that uh, uh, the guy stepped in for Sheriff, okay, because Sheriff was out. He stepped in, didn't really have a problem with the right guard. Well, you know what that tells us? When Sheriff comes back, let's go ahead and trade him. Go ahead and get a third round, second round pick, or a conditional, you know, uh, third that could turn into a second with playing time. Get something out of him because he's not coming back because he was a cap guy this year, Mm -hmm. you know, franchise player. Go ahead and get something for him because this isn't going to be the year. Dallas is looking damn good, and that pains me to say that. Yeah, they are. And and the question with Dallas was going to be their defense. I think we all knew their offense was really good. But you're right, because my question with Washington this year was, what kind of Fitzpatrick were you going to get? He's really good. When he's on, he's really good. But when he's off, he's really bad. Turns over the ball a lot. Yeah, good defense. But I, I my question with you guys was was quarterback and a little bit on the offensive line. We knew Philly. We had no idea. Jalen Hurts a full season. And their defense still has some fixing to do. And then the Giants are a mess. So, yeah, Dallas was the prohibitive favorite there. But when you look at the NFL's you know, scores from this past weekend, mm-hmm. it it's a pretty balanced league. You know, the, the, just the way they want it. Yeah, I mean, it really is. I mean, yeah, the Cowboys are on top, but the Cardinals beat uh, beat the 49ers 17-10. Yeah, they're last five night, and zero now, Mark. Last night, the Bills stomped the Chiefs thirty-eight twenty. Yeah, the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs defensively have some real issues, and and offensively, Kansas City, uh, they're. Uh, you know, they're getting pushed back. And I don't know quite what it is exactly. I mean, you look at Mahomes, two picks yesterday, but 272 in the air, two touchdown passes, 33 of 54. Um, you know, I, I need to do a deeper dive on Kansas City and just take a look. Let's take a look at their scores real quick. Um, it won't take you long to realize. Yeah, so they thing. scored 20 against the Chiefs. Or excuse me, they. I'm sorry, 20 against the Bills. They did have 42 against the Eagles. But they had 24 against the Chargers, 33 against the Browns, and then 36 against the uh, – or 35 against the Ravens. So, that, you know, they've still put up a fair amount of points, but their defense is their, their defense is a primary issue there. Well, I can tell you that my uh, fantasy teams, all three of them sucked this weekend. I lost all three games. Yeah, my, and here's my fantasy situation. I played a guy – that was winless coming in, Mark. 0-4. Mm. But his team is much better than his record. Right. I know they say your record is who you are. But, yeah. he, look, he's he's got a solid team. My guys, all but one in the starting lineup, had good games, solid games. Some had above-average games. And I'm going to lose. Yeah. And that, that's the thing that hurts the most. Yeah. So if your guys do crap, okay, you lose – fine that happens but my guys had good weeks really good weeks i'm still gonna lose well just to give you an to idea a winless team just to give you an idea i need hollywood brown tonight mm-hmm. okay to get about 36 points as we're recording this yeah uh right. that yeah. yeah even at his best that's not likely to happen. <laughs> so it's not gonna happen but uh, is what it is and you know it's it's all right so we'll continue this nfl talk here coming up in just a second first we got to take another quick Quick timeout. 
And this portion of Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast is brought to you by Pret Moy Therapy Associates, located at 460 Main Street in Stevensville. Let Rick Pret and the staff get you back to feeling new again, accepting most insurance policies. So step away from the pain by calling Pret Moy Therapy Associates at 410-604-2982. I can't believe how fast this thing goes. I mean, we we're just got a lot to talk about. We're just sitting here talking, just shooting yeah. a breeze, and uh, you know. yeah, we don't have a, a few. But for the most part, we don't have many notes or anything in front of us. No, yeah, I brought in one article. That's what one article. Yeah, the one that I asked you about uh, with with you picking on Queen Anne. Yeah, yeah. So give him some respect, <laughs> dude. You know, and I actually, if you read my pick last week in picking um, Easton, Easton over over Queen Anne's, I actually did give them respect in that. But I ne- needed but to you, say you it. Still picked Easton. Yes, because I had because they hadn't beaten anybody. Oh my God! Yeah, they hadn't beaten anybody some yet. Love. <laughs> give them some love. They were the last team from the shore to go to the state uh, championship. I, I, game. I think in one of the things thirteen years oh, ago. For God's <laughs> sakes! I, I think one of the things I did say in that was that Easton's defense, their run defense, was going to have to play better than they played against North Carolina. Guess what? For the most part, they didn't. And Pat McGlinchey said as much and said, we still have trouble uh, maintaining the edge. Yes, yes, they do still. And so, not the Edge Training Academy. No, no. But uh, they'd have trouble maintaining that, too. Um, the Packers last night, or yesterday, rather, beating the Bengals 25-22. That was closer than I thought. Did somebody want to make a field goal? I mean, but, there, were, there were five missed I, field goals at the uh, end of the game. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, it was the whole day yesterday was tough on kickers. So, mm-hmm. Justin Tucker didn't play. So, yeah. Yeah. And as we record this, hopefully he won't have any issues tonight against uh, against Indy. But, yeah, well, look, I mean, and that just goes to show you, look, Tucker was an undrafted free agent, Mark, out of Texas. Yeah. It just goes to show you that that's a position that you don't want to have to worry about because there are a lot of games you can lose because you don't have a good field goal kicker. And the Ravens, give them all the credit of the world, they hit goal with Tucker. And... We've won a lot of games thanks to him. And Matt Stover, you know, we, we wanted to put him in the ring of honor because of all the field goals he made to right. help our offensively challenged teams over the years. Well, Justin Tucker's raised that bar. Yeah, no doubt. And, and you know, and Rofo putting him in the uh, coffee hall of fame, too. <laughs> That's right. But let's go ahead and look at uh, this coming week's high school football games. This uh, look at those are sponsored by an optical galleria. You know, we've been telling you about their new sunglasses called Hook Optics, yeah, an amazing fit for heads of of all sizes and a variety of colored polarized lenses. Stop by an optical gallery in the Teal Marsh Plaza in West Ocean City on West Water Street in downtown Centerville and downtown Easton on Harrison Street to try on a new pair of hook sunglasses. Check them out online at eisenart.net or hookoptics.com. Also got to welcome a new sponsor along Chop Tank Community Health with us as well. Good to have them on board. You can check them out at choptankhealth.org. So uh, we had a choice Thursday night, Friday night. Games are split because this is the weekend normally the maryland teachers convention i don't even know if they're having it in ocean city this weekend but this is the weekend where they always are off and uh, so some teams play thursday some teams play friday we've decided that we're going to do a game on thursday because we we like the matchup and that is uh, queen anne's at decatur a six o'clock game why high at parkside we're going to have luke matrinko at that contest okay good yeah uh, calling in updates there as well salisbury city champion on the line, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, because of the uh, 
uh, Jay and Bennett doesn't have a win. So right, Parkside's beaten Bennett, and so uh, well, we'll see. It could yeah. potentially be. It sure. could potentially be one. We'll yeah. see. Uh, let's see. Washington and Cambridge South Dorchester. That should be a big win for Cambridge. You would think. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Washington. Gotcha. At, at Cambridge, and that's a yeah. 6:30 kickoff. And Snow Hill at Kent County. Um, yeah, a game that maybe Kent County can try and you know win as they are trying to learn to win up there with Brian Aiken and company uh, there. Well, we'll have to see the fallout from the Snow Hill Washington game, Correct. and if Snow Hill has a number of players suspended. I said if we don't right. know, right. Uh, but if they do, that could certainly impact or would impact the game against Casey. Uh, some good games Friday night, six thirty kickoff. Uh, J.M. Bennett at Easton. And uh, or I'm sorry, that is a uh, yeah, that's a six thirty kickoff. That one is North Carolina. Ken Island is a six o'clock kickoff, and Colonel Richardson at Nandua is a seven o'clock kickoff. Those are your Saturday games. Yeah, the I mean, e- Friday night games. Yeah, the Eastern Bennett game originally was six, but I put the thirty in there yeah. because Pat McGlinchey corrected us. Yeah, because Friday it's night. their senior night. <laughs> so there coming up on yeah. uh, on Friday. So night, a mixture. So. Yeah. So I mean, a, an opportunity to get out to to two different games. Yeah. And, and I'm with I. I hadn't even thought about this, but you talked about maybe going to uh, North Carolina, Kent Island Friday nights. It's when I have a show. I may may join you for that. Why, we'll why don't we do that? And, and then you know what? Maybe we can do a Facebook Live broadcast from down there. Yeah, yeah. We could we could do that. You and I, and uh, because uh, the wife's out of town, and my wife so. is working, so oh, she's not going to miss me. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. You know, there's no baby to worry about right now. Not yet. Get out and enjoy while you can, my friend. Those days are numbered. Uh, I I know. I know. I did actually. I got so Saturday I worked, and then when I got off, uh, I ended up going to uh, Docs and uh, catching one of the college games, or a couple Mm -hmm. of college games, Mm -hmm. actually. But I I said, yeah, there won't be too many more of these. And we had a nice nice family dinner, by the way, this past Sunday. Her family came into town from all different places, Florida, New York. Really appreciated that. And it was a great get together, and it meant it meant a lot to me that we have folks travel from all over to celebrate what's going to be a, a new chapter in our lives. Then, you know, this is an exciting time because you and Brooke um, are expecting your first child. Mm-hmm. Uh, do uh, I think you know, poor timing, piss poor timing on that? <laughs> but uh, do uh, the, the the Saturday of Thanksgiving um, it, it, that yeah. weekend? So right in the midst of the state championship playoffs, Busy but that's season. okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, we'll figure it out. Brooke will just have to wait and. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll work well, Mark, it. I've got, as of now, I've got two Maryland games on that Saturday. <laughs> Maryland football plays Rutgers, and then Maryland basketball will have their second game in that tournament in, the, in one of the islands that they're playing in. So well, there we I, go. I'm due to be uh, booked up with the collegiate stuff. That yeah, so, so, Brooke, you better just, uh, you know, just keep Hold it off. in. Yeah, keep yeah. it in. Until Monday. Until yeah, t- t- Tuesday. You'll need Monday right, to recover. Okay, so yeah. we get we get college in, we get the NFL yeah. in, we get the podcast in Monday, yeah. Tuesday, she could have the I baby. mean, don't forget, Mike, this is all about you. I know. <laughs> you know you're t- <laughs> you got to work around my schedule. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. You know, you didn't yeah. think about this when you were doing the deed. So, you know. uh, the other thing is, another exciting one is, um, in fact, that the babies do any time now, I believe, and that is um, Bobby Woolley and, and Crystal. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, him and his lovely bride are also expecting their first child. Um, exciting times, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so happy for them, just like I'm happy 
happy for you and Brooke. And appreciate you know, it. And I'm, I'm so glad that mine are gone and, you know, and I'm paying for them in college right now because you'll feel that. But, are they really know, gone, though? You see them every weekend, it seems. <laughs> yeah, right. At least I talk to my daughter. My yeah. son is my conversation with my son revolves yeah. around football. Nothing more. I was going to say, know? like, right, your daughter in Alabama it converses with you all the time. You're in touch. How's every day going and all that? And your son, it's like, yeah, yeah if I can get a text message from him, that's a win. Yeah, that's right. So we'll see him next week. He's just he's yeah. glad when we come to town because we can bring stuff for, you know from the house that he's ordered from Amazon or yeah. or whatever. So uh, uh, and, uh, good stuff for those, sure. God bless him, Mark. But the, well, the, yeah. those kids are loved. And it's, no, it's good to it's good to know that you get to see him. And I mean, that, that can be a big transition away from home, especially not Alabama. I mean, yeah. Virginia Tech's not too too far away, but Alabama that's a trip. Well, I can tell you, recording right now today, we are forty three to eight days away from the daughter coming home. So count down I, the days. I, I counted down. Wow. It is on my phone. Well, forty three days. Down. They just got to college and <laughs> coming home already. I, 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 yeah, they coming home. They come home. <laughs> Was that uh, Thanksgiving for, break? For Thanksgiving, yeah. and then so the daughter comes home on the twenty second, then flies back on the twenty eighth, and then she flies back home on the 9th of December. And she's home until she's already asked, Dad, I need to be back for January 10th, National Championship Day. Oh, I see. So she wants to be uh-huh. back on campus for National uh, Championship. After Saturday, I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know. Well, her flight takes her back to Atlanta on the 8th. So. <laughs> I'm liking the Bulldogs right now. <laughs> so we'll see how that plays out. But, uh, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's uh, kids change your life. and but they so make, I've heard. But they make it. They make it so much better. And you, you, you think you have a purpose in living right now with your wife and and yourself and your career, but when a child is born, they change your life. They they really do. And you can ask Brendan Riley. You can ask Dustin Mills. You can ask all those guys that have newborns. Oh God, Coach uh, Phillips. Yeah, Coach Phillips. Yeah. You know, it, it changes your life, and it, it really gives you a whole new perspective on everything, because it doesn't matter how shitty of a day you have when you come home and that child is there you forget all about it well that's that's good to know thing. it's the greatest thing in the world i've had my fair share of crappy days yeah, so, so i'm happy <laughs> for you and no Brooke. i appreciate I that it's very be much good stuff mm-hmm. that well you know what that's going to do it for us let's get the heck out of here okay let's uh we'll get out of here and move on I, I didn't know that you know my company was such an issue yeah no no let's go have a drink <laughs> <laughs> i did that already this past weekend oh, mark sorry. maybe a few yeah so uh you know episode number uh, 14 in the books right 15 which one is this. I, I've lost I count. Know. Yeah, it's it this, was just, epi- this episode's in the books. It's fourteen or fifteen, yeah, <laughs> yeah. something like that. No, this one's in the books, so, so uh, we appreciate it. Don't forget, we gave you our e- email addresses earlier. Yes, Mike at ShoresportsMD.com, Mark at ShoresportsMD.com. Send us, you know, if you want to make some picks, if you want to make some predictions, mm-hmm. if you have a topic you want us to cover, get it to us. Listen, we're going to have some folks coming up uh, uh, talking about some uh, interesting things going on from. Uh, student athletes on the shore as well as uh, Salisbury has an over 40 baseball league and I went out and saw those folks last Thursday night Did you? Okay. and uh, we're going to have uh, them on I see. we're okay. going to have them on coming up soon and uh, uh, the guy that was at... Um, Is Brohan in that league, by the way? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay. I didn't see him play out there. Uh, he but could, though. Also, yeah, he probably could. The uh, you, I don't know if you play on Xbox or you no. know, play PS5 Are you kidding me? You got me too busy with Shore Sports MD <laughs> yeah, and Overtime Live. Well, <laughs> there was um, Pat Dowdy, okay, who used to be the voice 
of NBA two. Uh, well, used to be the voice of UMES basketball. Yes. Okay, he's now the voice of the Charlotte Hornets. Um, he is actually serving as one of the arena voices on NBA two K two two. And I, I did. I did get wind of that. Yeah. Yes. So yep. uh, um, I'm going to try and reach out to him. I'd love to have him on. Uh, as well, uh, because I think that's pretty cool. Because uh, I think NBA uh, 2K22 just came out, but it'd be cool to have him on. Uh, there's also a gymnast that uh, is out of Denton that uh, I want to talk to. That's doing big things and probably going to be an Olympian uh, one day. So we got a lot, a lot to work on over the next couple of weeks. Stay tuned. We do appreciate uh, you spending this time with us, and we look forward to talking to you uh, uh, next Tuesday right here on Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the. Preston Automotive Group. Y'all have a great week. You've been listening to the Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Look for another timeout soon here on ShoresportsMD.com.